I give you a new commandment, that you are to love one another. This can be a quote from a Hallmark card. A couple of verses before Jesus said, Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. This must be one of the saddest moments in scripture. Not only has the disciples losing their leader and their guide, but because nothing is working out right, there is one, this is one more thing that they are losing. When we look at the gospel narrative, we can see things are getting messy. Everyone has been fed, Jesus has washed their feet, and Judas has gotten up from the table and left the room. The disciples did not know why Judas left, but Jesus does. Judas is going to the authorities to betray Jesus, which in turn will lead to his death. Things are getting messy. This is a sad moment in scripture because so many people know this moment. These are the words of a spouse in the end stages of terminal cancer. My love, I have to go, and you have to stay and carry on. These are the words of a parent who has to go on a long business trip. Honey, you cannot come. Jesus is leaving, and there is no time to ask him all the questions that they still have. Their Messiah, the one they have waited for to change the world, is leaving, and yet nothing seems to have changed at all. The Romans are still in charge. The Jews are still oppressed. It's getting messy. Judas has run out of the group, and now Jesus is saying he's leaving, and it won't be long before Peter runs away from Jesus in the group, denying that he ever knew them. But it is at this point, when everything is falling apart, that Jesus gives his farewell speech. For four chapters, Jesus gives the remaining disciples everything they need to hold themselves together. And the summary of what he has said comes right at the beginning. I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Like the disciples, we seem to be standing in a world that is coming apart. We are building walls and fences to isolate ourselves from the ones we say alien. 
Disasters of all kinds seem to be taking the lives of people all over the world. Michigan, Texas, Ecuador, Tokyo. And all the while, countless others are facing their own personal disasters. Disasters of losing their job, watching the faces of someone they love fade, the fire from their marriage is burning dim, and the dream of a child that just won't seem to come. And sometimes it seems that God has simply got up and left this place. But like the disciples, in the midst of a messy world, Jesus offers us a new picture of where God might be abiding. I am going away, Jesus says. I give you this new commandment to love one another as I have loved you. When everything else is falling apart, love is the only thing that holds us together. If you are looking for God, try those places where love burns bright. God has promised to make a home in all of us, and Jesus is simply trying to convince us that it is safe to unlock the door and let that love out. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The newness of this commandment is not that love has never been commanded before. The newness is that the source that feeds this love, the humility of the Almighty, as revealed through Christ's death and transformation and the meaning of glory from worldly renown to godly compassion. We are not simply to use words to tell people about the meaning of the cross and resurrection. We are to love one another as the way of embodying the truth that Christ reveals through his death and resurrection. There is a way of translating this verse that makes it even clearer the casual connection between the loving action of Christ and the community's loving another. When we allow the love of Christ to take a deep root in us so that it flourishes in all that we do and say to one another, it is the first step in helping the world to understand how Christ has transformed glory. We give witness to what no verbal argument can ever accomplish, the glory of God 
breathing through the life of a Christ-centered community. This is a bittersweet time for me as I end my year-long deacon internship in St. Stephen's. This was a good time. I have grown spiritually, learned what a deacon does in the liturgy, and learned how to be a bridge by bringing the needs of the world to the church and the church out to the world. The bonus was getting to know so many of you, getting to know you, building new relationships was a highlight. Your faith in mission and ministries is inspiring and your friendship and support made my work satisfying. I have deep gratitude in my heart. You have made my internship meaningful and worthwhile. You touch the lives of others and actually change lives through your various ministries. As you can see, I am leaving St. Stephen's with many sweet memories. When we are rooted in God's love, our compassion makes the world less cold and more just. We need to understand that we are God's eyes, ears, hands, and feet. Together, let's find ways to make this a more compassionate and merciful world. In closing, a prayer that you all know from St. Teresa of Avila. Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ looks compassion into the world. Yours are the feet with which Christ walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which Christ blesses the world. Amen.